Just before we get started, I want to share with you one of our sponsors and a secret to our success. I don't know about you, but I got into commercial property to build a more passive income. But how do you manage multiple clients and contracts in multiple buildings without spending all of your time on endless spreadsheets? After a lot of research, we use Office R&D, the best flexible workspace software to manage our CMO buildings, co-working and flexspace. For starters, the automated bill run saves hours of work and means we don't miss any revenue. Plus, I can get many reports on the performance of each product and location. But here's the real clincher. We all need to focus on customers more and our clients can now use our app to access buildings, book meeting rooms, review their invoices. And there's a great feature where they can interact with our member community. And this is all managed from within the Office R&D platform. There's a partner link in the show notes so you can book a demo. Take a look, see how the system can improve your operations and customer experience. Right, make yourself comfortable. Let's get on with today's show. Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, and I'm your host, Jerry Alexander. This show is all about commercial property investing for the private investor. Whether you're just getting started or scaling up your portfolio, through interviews, tips and lessons learned along the way, we want to give you the inspiration, knowledge and confidence to enjoy this great cash flowing strategy. Hello, hello. Welcome back to a short clip episode where I focus in on one area that I hope will help you make your returns just that little bit better. As a follow on from the last episode about the three phases of occupancy, I wanted to talk to you about why 100% occupancy is not actually all it's cracked up to be. There's actually a better place beyond 100% occupancy, a place where your business can make more money and a better return with less occupancy. Now, how is that possible? Your job and my job is to find that sweet spot beyond 100% where there's an inflection between optimum price and occupancy. As contrary as it sounds, you really can make more money on the other side of 100%. It's still the three phases of occupancy that I covered last week. Number one, bums on seats. Number two, optimization. Number three, maintaining. And that's not maturing. There is a difference between maintaining and a maturing location. Now let's quickly review them. Bums on seats. That's the stage where you want to try and get the occupancy to a point where others come into view will want to be there because they don't want to miss out and because they see there is a community, a business setting there where they feel they and their employees are going to be able to work better. Once you've got the bums on seats or the critical mass, then you can start optimising your price. And that's the second part. That's optimization. It's optimising your price and your offer for your customers and your potential customers, so that you can make the best return and give a fair, good price for the customer. And then, of course, the third phase, as I say, the maintaining phase, not maturing. The difference is, of course, that a maintaining phase is about constantly reviewing and looking at your product, your offer, and your customers, and making sure that you understand what the competition are doing. A maturing location is one that's sitting there on its laurels waiting to get picked off by the competitors. So make sure you're in a maintaining phase, not maturing. Now, at the end of the day, we're all trying to get our locations to provide the best return. I appreciate it's not always monetary for some, but it's a good starting point for most. Otherwise, the space won't exist for very long if there's funds trying to support it. Now, I'm not a genius at this, but I do have the benefit of lots of years of experimenting. Most of what I talk about on the podcast and teach on our mastermind and mentoring groups is from looking back at what has worked and, of course, what hasn't, at least for us over the last 15 or 18 or whatever number of years it is now. 
One of our locations, as an example, used to be 100% occupied all the time. And I thought that was brilliant. That was really what it was all about. Keeping occupancy and keeping our return as high as we could. But it became, I guess, obvious that some bright business owners realise that that isn't necessarily a good sign. It may mean your customers value your offer better than you do. And your price point is simply too low. There is actually a sweet spot beyond 100% occupancy. It's difficult to find, but continuous optimization and testing will bring you there. Some in the industry say it's around about 85% occupancy. For me, I think that's still a little bit too low. I'm a little bit uncomfortable around there. Maybe I will get there at some point. For me, I reckon around about 90, preferably 95%. So the same location that used to be 100% occupied all the time, now makes more money with less occupancy. Now, how is that possible? And I'm not saying it's at the perfect place, but it's interesting that that property makes more money now than it generally did when it was 100% occupancy, now that it's, it's around 95%. And it can actually be quite hard to get the price level up if the starting point's really low. So if your site... Let's say you've got an existing site and you're 100% occupied and you're listening to this thing. And Jerry, um, I thought I was doing great. Why are you telling me that's not so good? Because you're maybe not valuing your product as well as your customers are. And there's an opportunity to put the price up. Simply as that. Simply as that. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the offer has to change. It's just a clear sign that perhaps there's an opportunity to push up your price. If you've got a waiting list, it's a great sign. It's a great thing to have. But it is also the universe knocking on the door saying to you, maybe you need to put the prices. Now, as I say, it could be a bit more difficult to put the prices up if the starting point is really low, particularly if you don't want to jump in and raise everybody's prices. Let's say you've just bought a place that's existing and running. You've identified they're not actually charging as, as much as they should do. But most of the customers there don't want to leave because the price is so good. (laughs) And therefore, you may have less opportunity to improve the price point with your next customer. That's if you don't really want to jump in and, as I say, raise everybody's price and maybe there's a mass exodus or some people just perceive that as um, being opportunistic. But the way we tend to do it is as people move out, we will then put in new prices and test and test and test. So, Not everybody wants to leave if you have a really low starting point. So let me give you an example again. The simple container storage, right? Low price can almost be negligible to people. Too much effort and little incentive for them to actually clear out and give back the container after the original reason they got it. Now, I'm not just talking about domestic. I'm talking about business customers too. Sometimes they have a project ongoing or something that's happening that means they need some extra storage. And to them, when they initially take the container, it may be temporary. But if the price is low, there's really no pain threshold to give it back. So you tend to have really long customer occupancy periods where they're with you for a long period of time, which can sound great. And for some, that might be what your one of your key investment criteria is, that actually customers just come and stay. But there is a higher price point there, an optimum price point, which you're maybe not pushing for. So there is a downside to this, of course, which is a higher churn rate is the price you have to pay for higher income. Let me talk about that a little bit more. When the price is higher, 
customers are more incentivized to use your space efficiently and to give it back when they don't require it anymore. So back to the containers. If they've finished the project, they've still got bits and pieces and stuff lying around in the container, now's the time for them to maybe actually finally decide they're going to throw them out. Because it's costing them £100 a month or £200 a month, whatever it is you charge for your container. And that starts to become painful. But if they're only paying £60 a month, $60, whatever then it's hardly worth bothering about. They just continue. It's almost like having a subscription to Netflix or the gym or something. Yeah, I kind of, I will, I'll stop it at some point. But they don't. They just continue with it. So you need to work out where that point is for you and your team in terms of the churn. Because that higher churn rate will come if you have those higher price levels. And if you've got a smaller team, maybe, maybe you don't want the higher churn rate. Because obviously a new team member is going to cost some money. So there's balancing there to do, right? But keep testing to see where the law of diminishing returns sits for you. And balance that with how much more work you're prepared to do to maintain that highest level of optimization. In other words, what churn rate or price are you willing to pay for the level of return you want? This is what I love about the industry. It's not black and white. There are loads of things to test yourself and your team on and to constantly improve and tweak. It certainly isn't boring. If you want to learn more about multi-let properties and the higher returns they can bring, then reach out and we can see if there's a group of investors that we're working with that would suit you. I don't normally talk about this too much on the podcast, but we do work with a couple of different groups of commercial investors. Those at the early stage who are just beginning to develop a commercial strategy and buy the first property and we help them through that process. And then there's another group of more advanced investors who are moving on to build a portfolio of commercial investments. They're both fantastic environments for you and to be honest for me to learn as well from others who are in the swim experiencing live deals and going through all the same pains and tribulations and learnings and together it really helps make things go faster and learn and it helps all of us learn faster. So if that is something of interest then jump into the show notes and send me a message via Instagram or the website or whatever and I look forward to speaking to you. So hopefully that little episode there though has helped. There is definitely life beyond 100% occupancy. Have a look at your numbers. Are you constantly full? Should you be tweaking and changing your price? Is the world and the universe telling you that your price is too low? Keep an eye on the competition. Remember the three phases I talk about. Bums on seats, optimization, maintaining and not maturing. Which one are you at? If you're in phase three or the latter stages of phase two, maybe you need to be putting your prices up. So, bye for just now. Have a great week in the commercial property swim. enjoying the content delivered on the CPI podcast. Even though it's free to listen to, it actually takes quite a bit of time and financial commitment to deliver each and every episode. Did you know that by leaving a positive written review, you, yes, you will have a direct impact on the visibility of the podcast. And that's really important because by reaching a wider audience, it helps our team to continually improve the overall content that we deliver to you week after week. For some of you, leaving a review will be second nature, but for others, it might be your first one. Open your podcast app, pick the CPI podcast and search for previous reviews. 
and on iTunes in particular, click to look at all of the reviews and then you'll see an option to leave a written review. Go on, it'll only take two minutes and it'll really make our day. And we genuinely read every single one of them. Hi there, I hope you're enjoying the content delivered on the CPI podcast. Even though it's free to listen to, it actually takes quite a bit of time and financial commitment to deliver each and every episode. Did you know that by leaving a positive written review, you, yes, you will have a direct impact on the visibility of the podcast. And that's really important because by reaching a wider audience, it helps our team to continually improve the overall content that we deliver to you week after week. For some of you, leaving a review will be second nature, but for others, it might be a first one. Open your podcast app, pick the CPI podcast and search for previous reviews. And on iTunes in particular, click to look at all of the reviews and then you'll see an option to leave a written review. Go on, it'll only take two minutes and it'll really make our day. And we genuinely read every single one of them.